0: You can just simply pitch around Ramirez, keep walking him, don't give him anything to hit. The next guy, the good pitch is down the middle, he won't swing at, but the balls down around his ankles, he hits the shortstop into a double play. This has been going on for two years. Right. Uh, I guess you missed a lot of the games that Reyes hit in the clutch last year, huh? Oh, no, 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're no, an idiot. No. You're an
1: idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not a, idiot. No, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell it. me you, idiot. Idiot. you are judging. You don't know knows. anything. You don't know squat, you stupid Come idiot. You're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30 degree weather oh, that proves shit. what an ignoramus oh, you are. Shit. Get off our show.
0: Fair-weather idiot! That was Bruce Denon of the Valley Sports Cleveland Network. Welcome to Tigers SRD at MotorCityBangles.com. I'm right here, like it's us, I'm Chris Brown. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Art Media, and Sistler. Thanks for the review we got last week, and we continue to get some. So if you want to, please leave us a review, good, bad, or indifferent. The, the review we got was, like I said last week, it was simply... I'll start listening to another show. And we, again, big fan of Lockdown Tigers. Chris is doing a fantastic job there. But you can listen to us both. It's fine. So we appreciate the the feedback. And if you haven't had a chance, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Tigers SRD. There's going to be some exclusive content coming out probably next week as today the announcement that the Toledo alternate site roster came out. Also, the spring training rosters came out. We're going to continue the baseball card feature. It's a new feature. We're going to roll out a new segment. The inside numbers, the good, bad, and ugly, and we have there's some there's some really good audio from last night, Chris, and it's so cool that I bought this machine under the impression that I wanted to step up our mic game, I wanted to step up our audio game, and we just like yesterday just had so much. We just played that, and then we had this yesterday. Chicago sucks, and fans are already in mid season form. So yesterday I went down the opening day, and I posted on Twitter only audio already from the fans at Comerica where they were heckling. They were heckling, yeah. They're Hurricane Ramirez and I'm telling you, Chris. It's baseball changes, you know, like the James Earl Jones they were using during
1: the MLB stuff. But fans are always constant through it all. There's been baseball, Ray. Um, did you? You were a man on the street too. Did you record or look for that on TV? They caught you on uh, an interview, right?
0: oh uh yeah yeah but I don't know if it was ever aired or not I don't know uh Dave Llewellyn from Channel uh pulled me aside when I was walking out and then I dropped the fact that well we were talking a little bit about baseball and he knows a couple of the same people so it it was cool so
1: I just I didn't know if you ended up on tv uh we, we showed up on TV once with – uh was it Jamie Edmonds? Is that
0: her name? Yeah, Jamie Edmonds. Yeah, we were on – yep. we promoted the podcast, which, by the way, I'm forever grateful for Jamie Edmonds to do that. So thank you if she's listening, which I don't think she is. But if she is, thank you. Either way. Uh, but david David Llewellyn pulled me aside yesterday and, and did the whole man. If it didn't air, that's fine because I was – I usually on TV talk like a mile a minute. The only time I was uh, – I was on Fox 2 once – well, a couple times for the this personality contest, but there was one time when I was in college and I was working a second job at an oil change place, and a poor motorcycle, uh, a gentleman on the nearby, got hit and run. The gentleman died, and I saw the whole. Oh thing. Yeah, I saw the whole thing happen because the car pulled aside near the oil place. He was looking at his damage, and he looked right at me, gave me a look, and then he just sped off. And then, yeah, the, the police department got a hold of me and went to my school and everything and asked me about it so i'm not gonna say where or what happened but i remember somebody i was working Jeez. with at the, time at the radio station like i saw you on tv i'm like no you didn't you didn't see me right. i had grease all over my face and everything so this just, just wow. is like years ago yeah
1: that's crazy yeah i've never that was i think that's the only time i ever been on tv was with you and uh channel four <sighs> yeah i guess was, this, is, this is the same thing right our podcasts. Get off our show. That's what they told me.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bruce has given us a lot of uh, a lot of audio for years to come.
1: I've got a few names I'd like to call. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I, I was glad you got to go down there. You had a great video of the McGuffin run that you you tweeted out. That was awesome. It was a it was a great day for baseball. A really awesome. Nice win for the Tigers, and just so much crazy stuff happened uh, across all of baseball. And of course, yes, the the White Sox and the Cubs lost, and we know why.
0: Chicago sucks. Yeah. Well, it was. You know what? And the thing about that home run, too, it was so hard to see. It was starting to get the snow was coming down, and when I, it was one of those. I was filming at bats because was a minor league. You know, when we cover the minor leagues in 2019, one of those things I get in a habit of, and where I'm sitting. In in the section where I'm at, it's pretty it's pretty good seats, and I really, for getting a, a, a season ticket holder. So if you ever, if you're pot if you're if you listen to the podcast, if you ever want to just sit and chat, talk baseball. I know Chris is going to be up there at some point too as well. Just uh let us know, and at some point in time too, I'll be giving those tickets away from time to time. So if you like baseball, you want to go out on a game for free, just like I said, just stay tuned for that. But no, it was it was really cool. It, even with the cold, we end up getting. So it was one of those things that when you go with either your kids or your wife, they like oh, I, I want like my wife wanted a blanket, so I just I dropped sixty bucks to get a blanket yesterday. Yeah, You couldn't bring one you, with you, could you? Well, I didn't even think about it because they were oh, like very like they were like, well, you can't bring in anything in, and I was reading that on places, and then come to find out, see people like bringing blankets, and I'm like, man, yeah, so either way I mean it was fine I mean it's it's a cool blanket and up getting a uh, away Detroit Tigers cap which the one I have I bought 13 years ago it was one of my first caps I bought and that was already it's like a seven and three quarters and I had to buy an eight because of the hair now so I had to buy mm-hmm. a bigger away cap so now I don't have to buy more caps for a while I still don't have a home cap but I'm not really concerned about that at the moment but no it was a really good game and again in getting to Shane Beaver early which that's when we're going to start with the show with a little bit was getting the Shane Beaver early on, despite I mean it's strange to think you look you look at the fact that he went and had a, a hell of a game. I mean just 12 strikeouts, three runs on five hits. But look at the hard hits. If you would told me that he would have had more hard hits given up than Matthew Boyd, I would have said like those odds that whoever bet yesterday, they I bet on the Tigers cleaned up pretty well. And I actually I've been hearing people talk about it in the stands yesterday like oh yeah I you know I forgot how much they were going to win with that but uh no it was he gave up seven hard hit balls yesterday Chris
1: jeez yeah you know it was uh I mean the first inning he he was struggling with his fastball command a little bit everything was kind of running up and away from his arm side and uh yeah and Mickey got him I think Jamer might have had one of those hard hit balls for his single uh and then I think Castro got him later and but yeah, and Jacoby Jones had the big uh, RBI double too, where he he climbed the ladder on a fastball and then stroked it down the left field. So yeah, it was really they, it's kind of the classic thing where these really good pitchers you got to get them early before they settle in, and that's what he did. He like you said, what twelve strikeouts? I think. Strikeout, uh, yeah. I was reading, you know, when we were preparing for our uh, our good, bad, and ugly, and inside the numbers and stuff. I was putting together some opening day stuff, and then I was reading. Uh, Jason Stark had an article in the Athletic today. He he always puts these great articles together about fancy stats and one that was in there was that Shane Bieber's one of like six pitchers ever to have double digit strikeouts in opening day uh, twice and he's the first one to do it back-to-back years so he's a really damn good pitcher and to beat him I mean that's in the bank now you know that it's it's 162 game season and there's gonna be a long year and, and we're not expecting the Tigers to compete or anything like that but you get you get a win against one of the best pitchers in baseball you celebrate that even if it's uh, you know not that big of a deal in the long run. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things where I'm really
0: kind of a a, a proponent of being aggressive early, and, and look at Robbie Grossman. Three walks yesterday on the leadoff. He did exactly what a leadoff is supposed to do, which was get on yeah. base, and it's as simple as – I know it sounds very simplistic, but it's true. I mean, he was able to get on there. I mean, it, we're not going to nitpick the whole entire thing. I mean, a lot of fans yesterday were pretty pumped about it. But that's kind of our job to do a little bit. I mean, Wilson Ramos behind the play had a tough day, but then again, the weather did not cooperate. So I'm not going to fault him for that. But I mean, three strikeouts. All uh, Bieber was doing was like, you know what, slider, slider. You're not getting any fastball. Yeah. Screw you, dude. No way. No way. And same thing. Normal, Normal Marza looked at his at bats. Great. No, he didn't look great at all. And it's one of those things where I'm not, again, first game. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, even, but Jacoby Jones, I mean, that was encouraging that double
1: after the Reyes walk or the pass ball. Well, rather. I'm sorry, pass ball, pass yeah, ball. Yeah. Strike out and reach reach base on a. Uh, I guess it's technically a wild pitch, but yeah, pass ball. You know, the catch couldn't get it. Yeah, it. And then on the other side, Matthew Boyd wasn't like it wasn't vintage Matthew Boyd striking guys out. But he also wasn't vintage Matthew Boyd, giving up a ton of home runs. He gave up a couple hard hit balls, uh, but anyway, he, he walked four and struck out only two or three. So it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't great. But he kept getting a lot of weak outs, and and you know was running in on that guy's hands, and uh, he got the job done. I think it's we tweeted out it's like just the third or fourth time he's had uh, five scoreless innings in his last 25 outings or something, going back to last August, well, not last August, like August 2019. So. Yeah, it was it was nice to see him go out there and perform. And then the bullpen, largely, this job says narrow, came in and uh, it got out of the the sixth, and then started the seventh, and then Norris did a pretty good job. And then Soto, I mean, he gave up. What he gave up by a little infield in hit, or was it a, a walk? I'm trying to remember. Was, and then it the home was run,
0: a walk, and then that led to that the home
1: run. Yeah, and it's one of those like. He's given up some home runs, but when you're throwing 98-mile-an-hour sinkers and the guy hits a home run, you just kind of go, well, all right, I guess. Uh, but he eventually got out of it. He was just kind of – he didn't strike anybody out, did he? That was was kind of weird about it.
0: it was, no, no strikeouts. And in that cookie he gave out to Roberto Perez, man. Perez only had one home run last year. But, he I mean, that was just a meatball, and Perez just turned on it and got out yeah, pretty quickly.
1: But uh, he's the guy who wants to be the closer, and Hinch gave him the chance. And uh, it was a little – Try around the collar there, but they got it done and it was a nice uh nice win. Yeah, considering the Tiger batters have struck out struck out
0: 14 times, but again, it was just the fact that they were able to get on I mean, the the walks is where I five walks. I mean, that that's Mm -hmm. something to to be you're hanging your head on a little bit because against the level of pitching that they're facing. Cleveland is you have Brian Shaw. I mean, he's not the Brian Shaw's not a household name, but he's still pretty good pitcher. But then you have James uh Kerchek they faced as well. So they faced really two good, really good pitchers. And offensively speaking, and if you look at the lineup for the Indians, it's not it's not good. I mean, I mean, outside of Jose Ramirez, I mean, Eddie Rosario is gonna give you provides a little power, but I mean in terms of Framil Reyes, he's got power too. But I mean, still again he what I liked about Matthew Boyd yesterday, he was getting in and out of situations despite the four walks. But even again, that double where he the, – the double play where it got to him and he threw over the second, was nice, clean, kept himself composed. No sleeves yesterday, so kudos to him. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't
0: know how people do that, man, but it was – yeah, it was cold. It was – it was in sitting in the section the – 300 section up there, it, the wind just hits up up there, and so many times you're just sitting there and all of a sudden the sun come out you're like, ah, but still it's – yeah, but it was it was a good time, and and I'm going to be there the entire season. Uh, tomorrow, uh, let's see. I think I'm not gonna be there. I'm not gonna be there tomorrow, but I'm just whoever wants the tickets, Chris. You're all more than welcome to. Um, but Sunday, I'll be there checking out for Easter. I've I've gone to a couple of Eastern games, so it's it's this is be the third Easter game I've gone to.
1: I went to I went to one Easter game, and it was one of the wildest games I've ever been to up you know, getting a sunburn in like 45 degree weather but it was uh crazy alex avila walk off home run in like the 11th uh, against boston must have been 2011 maybe maybe 2012 but uh yeah it's always a good time to get there early in the season
0: yeah so there is a let's talk about some other opening day uh, moments yesterday is if we look across the league yesterday before we get to inside numbers and I'm sure there's probably going to be one yesterday, some score or something like that, that stands out and are good and bad and ugly. But yesterday, it, I know people get so, I'm just so glad baseball's back period. It's just, it's one thing that was weird it, for terms of fantasy too. Like I thought that here I am thinking to myself like, Oh, I'm going to do one fantasy. Now. I'm in three leagues. And so, but I mean, anybody who was a Kyle Gibson owner yesterday was shell shocked as the Royals and Texas went from right. 14 to 10
1: yeah that was an insane game that is one of my that's my ugly i think is, is what happened in that game Oh, okay um, but yeah it uh yeah it was it was it was a strange mix of games like yeah i don't know what your your good bad and ugly is this is what, part of the problem of us never uh letting each other know well, I think it's,
0: until i mean but, until last year to be to be fair i think only twice last year we had the same one but before uh, usually we tend to be very opposite about that, which I kind of like that because I don't, I don't like not knowing what you have. It makes it for a yeah. better segment to me at least, but
1: yeah, but so there were, there were like a handful of really low scoring games, including the Tigers game, the, the Marlins and Rays played this classic pitchers duel. that was awesome. You know, Sandy Alcantara versus Kelly Glasnow ended up being one, nothing. And the Yankees and blue Jays played an extra innings game that I think also ended up being three, two.
0: Yeah. Merriweather, were, my, uh, my Merriweather, uh, my my evaluation of Merriweather came to fruition, which is nice strange.
1: Yeah. So but uh, yeah, and then there were just, just these uh really bizarre, wacky, high scoring games, even all the way up until I think the last game of the night, I was uh in our Slack chat talking about it at like one in the morning and I think everybody else was asleep. But uh the Mariners and, and Giants were playing, I think. Yeah, and Mariners and Giants. Yeah. Giants were up like six one. And they just completely collapsed in seventh or eighth inning. And for a little while, a former Tigers prospect and Rule 5 pick, Will Vest, really debut, he was in line for the win because he had pitched, he completed the inning, and then the Mariners scored six times, I think, in the next inning. But then they blew it because, you know, (laughs) bad teams. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it's so much fun to have all these different, going on and all these different things. And then of course in a couple months or whatever, we'll just, it all kind of fades into the background. We're not paying so much attention to every single game, but it's just a reminder of all the cool stuff that happens in the league over the course of a season.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things too, where what I liked about yesterday was, is even this didn't happen too often last year, but there was the the postponed game between the Mets and Nationals because of COVID so there was a little yeah. bit of intrigue with that. And then there was a rain day uh rain out between the Orioles and the Red Sox. So and then with the Blue Jays, what's gonna be interesting, and this was this is something new for them. They're only gonna have one radio team, correct? It's I think it's it's no radio. It's gonna be the yeah, TV team on radio, correct?
1: Yeah, I think they're simulcasting, the basically using that as their radio broadcast, which is we, we worry that more teams are gonna do that in the future. But then you get the situations where like, they'll they be on the TV broadcast and let's say, well, and now look at this. Look at this play. And it's, you know, it's just a completely different medium. So people on TV are like, yeah, look at that. And people on radio be like, what the hell are we looking at? I, I don't know. So it's who was it that was right? It was the Getty Lee or
0: who was it? Yeah. Getty Lee from the, the the Getty Lee, the bassist from Rush, one of the one of the greatest bands of all time. Who had a really profound statement about it that radio adds a theater to it. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he's absolutely right. Getty, I mean, I'm not gonna argue with Fly the guy who wrote Fly by Well, no, he didn't write Fly by Night, the drummer did. Um Neil Perth did. But either way, I mean his voice is immaculate. Sorry, I'm a big I, I like Rush. I'm not a super rush fan, but anyway, I digress. But yeah, he he I thought what he said was really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's always fun when you hear. I don't know what it is about, like, whenever I hear some sort of celebrity, I find out that they're also into baseball. I'm like, what? You like baseball, too? We're like each other? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. clearly, I mean, it's a giant sport. I'm not the only one who likes baseball. It's just well, always, like, you, like, for
0: example, Donald Sutherland is a huge Expos fan. and he, in, in the book, and, yeah, who knew, but he was in, in the book, up, up, and away by the guy who has been rightfully sought outcast into baseball. Um, Kay. either way, <laughs> He wrote about that, about Dollar Sutherland's love for the Expos and Jack White, who's a big Tigers fan. And Jack White, if you ever listen to this podcast, would love to have you on. Like, just I, I honestly I would pick your brain about a lot of baseball stuff. Anyway, Jack White's a big Tigers fan. I think he's also a Cubs fan, too. So, the amount of Tiger fans out there that I mean, outside of Tom Selleck, there's just so many that it, J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons, Mike Miles, the bassist from REM, is a big, he has a cover band where he does baseball songs. So a, the basis from R.E.M. is is really, really into baseball, too. And he was he did just he talk about Dale Murphy. So because he's from Atlanta, he's from the Georgia area. So, pardon me? good
1: time MVP, Dale Murphy. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah. So and Dale Murphy, who's pushing for baseball in Portland, which is a strange coincidence thing. But yeah, that's what that. Yeah, you're right. All those little things when we find out a celebrity likes baseball like that, it's. Because it's not very often you hear that. You know, you don't hear, like, just hearing some of these stories is really cool. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, so there's a lot to get to. And let's start with Inside the Numbers.
1: It's time for Rohelly and Chris to go Inside the Numbers.
0: All right, Chris, go ahead and lead us off for Inside the
1: Numbers. Well, so you touched on this already, but the number is three. And that was the number of walks Robbie Grossman drew in his official debut with the Tigers. Um, He also stole a base. He didn't get a hit or score a run, but I think if you're getting on base at 75% clip, that'll do for a leadoff hitter. (laughs) We might be able to say he's already their best leadoff hitter since, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Um, And I looked it up. The Tigers last year, they had one hitter who drew three walks in a game all season. Miguel Cabrera did it against Kansas City in September. Uh, And they've only had six three walk games from players going back uh, 2020, 2019, 2018. So the last three seasons, they've only done it six times. And that same time frame, Grossman has done it three times. So, you know, it walks, they're not super exciting, but is something that the team desperately needed. Uh, and I was looking, the, the last Tigers hitter to walk three times in a game and steal a base was Andrew Romine in 2015 against Cleveland. And their last leadoff hitter to do it was Austin Jackson in 2012. So... There you go. First time in nine years that uh, that they've had a leadoff hitter walk three times and steal a base.
0: Yeah, that's, yes. that's pretty re- re- remarkable. And I mean, Tigers last year led the league in strikeouts percentage and strikeouts period. So that's just something that for them to draw walks like that, I'll take it any day of the week. Uh, my inside number this week is it's also three, but it's also it, it's the number three, and that's for two reasons. One. That is a number of hard hit balls by Kebran Hayes of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and that's the. He also plays third base, and he had a home run yesterday that was a monster shot. It was 410 feet, and he also had a top exit velocity of 105.3. And the reason why I mention this is because wins are going to be hard by, to come by for Pittsburgh. I'm not trying to destroy the Pirates, but they had an interesting bullpen start yesterday where they combine with, I mean, this is how bad the Sancho Central is going to be, but Chad Call, Dwayne Underwood, Clay Holmes, Sam Howard, David Benar. It basically, essentially, it was a bullpen start and seven relievers held the Cubs just three runs yesterday. And, but Hayes is going to be, this guy's going to be a stud. And when teams start figuring out how to pitch around him, it's going to be kind of frustrating for the Pittsburgh offense, but still, that's not bad for being the son of Charlie Hayes.
1: Yeah, you know, and he was a guy as a prospect. Everybody pretty early on, I was like, this guy's a borderline elite defender at third base, and he's got good contact skills, and he's fast for a third baseman. The big question was, would he hit for power? And he came up last year and hit five home runs in like I don't know, twenty five games or something like that. And to hit a home run on opening day, I think stud might be putting it lightly. He, he's a sort of guy. If this is who he is as a player, we're talking about the all-star borderline MVP caliber player down the road. This is like Matt Chapman, uh, you know, in the National League. So, yeah, that's exciting for Pittsburgh fans, at least something for them to to get excited about in a ugly rebuild.
0: Yeah, speaking of ugly rebuild, too, I mean, you look at what's going on with the Cubs and Anthony Rizzo, and they couldn't agree to a contract extension, unlike the Francisco Lenore piece that he just wrote on Motor City Bengals and how that's going to affect the Tigers. But still, I mean, it just the reason why, I mean, I don't know how often the Pirates are going to come up here on inside numbers or the good, bad, and ugly, but still it was, I, I'm a fan of Hayes and doing some prospect reports for prospects live on the Pittsburgh system. Ooh, it's one of, um, just able to kind of understand what Pittsburgh is dealing with right now. They don't have a lot of pitching at all, but they got some really interesting infield prospects. And so Hayes to kind of lead the, this young team is, is going to be, I mean, despite the fact they cut salary down to almost, uh, I think it's under 30, or maybe it's under Yeah, yeah it's, it's they quite a bit. I'm not sure the exact number off the top of my head right now, but anyway, that was my inside of the numbers. So, but yeah, now it, it's one of those things where yesterday, even with Tyler O'Neill had a home run yesterday, which I was pumped up for Cardinal fans because who's was like, I think that I, I'm going to stick to my prediction. I think Tyler O'Neill is going to have a really good year for St. Louis.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got a ton of power, and so if he puts it in the games, then that'll help him for sure. And and Dylan Carlson had an run for them too, so that was nice for their young outfield. Dylan.
0: (laughs) Just bodies. Just bodies. The St. Louis just does it. They just know how to do it each and every time. So now it is time. For the good and the bad and the ugly. There's plenty of that. Across the board. Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, start the good the bad, and the bad ugly for us?
1: So, I got a. I actually did a couple here for for the good and the bad. You know, there's so much that happened. And then I mentioned that Jason Stark thing I, I read today, and then a bunch of them showed up in his article too. But I wrote these yesterday, damn it. Um, so, my good Miggy, Miguel Cabrera, uh, the odds are pretty high that this was going to be the last kind of great opening day performance we'll see from him. I don't know how many more opening days he has, two or three. Uh, but what an awesome memory, you know, that, that, that cool home run, that amazing, uh, footage of it from, I don't know who took it, the Fox slow motion, like the super high def camera, very cool. And then he made probably the, the most important defensive play of the game, uh, dive in to stop a ground ball right to his right and, and thrown to second. They didn't turn to double play, but it was huge. I mean, it probably would have scored a run if it had dribbled in the right field, I And mean, It was a three, three two game. So. It's just fun seeing Miguel Cabrera out there playing like he's 28 again. Uh, who knows how long it's going to last. But it's it's one of those things where I try to tell myself, like, we just need to enjoy every second of him that we get when he does stuff like this because it's, you know, it's dwindling away and it's going to be gone soon. So that was great. And I also wanted to mention Hattel Marte, the Arizona Diamondbacks center fielder slash second baseman slash shortstop, who went four for five with a double and a homer off Hugh Darvish yesterday. Um, like I said, he's also played a ton of shortstop or, or second base. He's still just 27. Uh, and um, he might be one of the most underrated players in baseball right now. He's he's two years removed from a seven-win season in, in 2019. He was down a little bit last year, but he's also signed to this really, you know, they signed him to an extension. He's due just $6 million for the rest of this year, $8 million next year, and then a $10 million, a team option in 2023. And I don't know. I mean, that's a guy that I might, I might seriously, like, Tigers should go try to trade for him. You know, I, I they're not in that place in the rebuild, I guess, but at some point you got to do it. And it's like, you know, I was looking at baseball trade values and his trade value is 64 or something, you know, 64, whatever units they they derive that in. And it's basically the same as Spencer Torkelson. I don't think I would do torque straight up. Could work something out where it's like, according to that side, at least, like Matt Manning and Isaac Paredes and somebody else for Tel Marte for three years. I'm like, you know what? You get an all-star level, you know, borderline MVP candidate a couple of years ago. For three years, I'd take that for a couple of prospects who you don't know if it's going to work out. Um, Absolutely. And Arizona is not really competing right now. I, I mean, if I were them, I'd try to probably build around them, but who knows what they want. But I would definitely, that's a guy be like, hey, what do you want for Gatel Marte? And then work it out. But anyway, that was a good debut for him uh, coming off a, a little bit of a down season. Uh, my bad a couple for this too uh luis castillo not to bag on anybody named castillo uh but yeah well, what the hell happened there he's he's been one of the like top 10 pitchers in baseball the last two years uh and he gave up 25 earned runs all of last year in 70 innings and struck out 89 batters and yesterday against the cardinals a third innings eight hits 10 runs eight of them earned two walks and zero strikeouts. Ugh. So I didn't watch it. I don't know if his stuff was down or if it was just one of those really weird things, but I, he was, didn't the Tigers get him on opening day last year? I thought that he was I the think opening day. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think he did because he were, he, I want to say was he, or Bauer. Yeah. But I don't, or maybe Sonny Gray. I don't know, but um, he did a, uh, he did his damn thing against the Tigers last year. So it was just kind of, it was rough to see that. And then my other bad thing was the, uh, the Cody Bellinger home run, sort of, I assume people saw that where uh, they were Dodgers in Colorado and Justin Turner's on first base. And Cody Bellinger hits a home run, basically, oh, just over the, the left field wall. And Rockies left fielder, Ramil Tepia had it in his glove and it slipped out. And Justin Turner apparently thought that he caught it. And I don't blame him. It was really damn close. So Turner's sprinting back to first base, and he passes Cody Bellinger. And there's a couple of great uh, pictures of that. I don't know if you've seen those, where yeah. uh, Cody Bellinger yeah. is just pointing like towards the wall, and, and Turner is just sprinting in the other direction. And yeah, that's against the rules. So instead of getting a two-run homer, Cody Bellinger gets a an RBI single and is considered out at second. And uh, disappointing Dodgers fans and fantasy baseball players all over the country. So that was bad i don't know if you were
0: no the only thing i wanted to add to that was is that in terms of it's just something like you see in those 80s blooper reels you know like the the music and then you just see in the next segment it's gonna be steve lyons pull up his pants when he was with the white Sox, and like that's how it, the, like have... forgetting it, like you know they put the you know they always put the same kind of plays together that's how mm-hmm. i felt like that was going to be with the bases. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but yeah i saw i saw the video of it yesterday after you posted it on i think it was our slack chat but it was that was pretty
1: funny yeah it's funny um And then my ugly, and again, this was Jason Stark did a bunch of stuff on this, but again, I had it first. Uh, The first inning in the game between Kansas City and Texas. Um, Good Lord. So the Royal starter, Brad Keller, started off his game like this. Double, double, walk, an infield single to him. Double, single, single, Mm -hmm. foul out. Single, runner thrown out at the plate, ground out. So that was his inning. One inning pitch, seven hits, five earned runs, a walk, zero strikeouts, 37 pitches. really, You know, one of those outs was, was his defense helping him out. Uh, so the Rangers, they, they take a commanding 5 nothing lead. And then their starter, Cal Gibson, does this. Single, single, walk, walk, pass ball, walk, strikeout, single, single, and he's pulled out of the game. And then a You don't squad. know anything. You don't know squat. You stupid idiot.
0: Yeah, that's not, that's not right.
1: <laughs> the second fly made at five five. So that was he finished with one uh, one third of an inning pitched, four hits, five run runs, three walks, one strikeout on thirty two. Uh, apparently, it was the first time in MLB history that both teams scored at least five runs in the first inning, uh, and the first time in MLB history that the first five runners for both teams scored in in, in the inning. Um, and both both teams sent 10 men to the plate in the first inning, which is the first time that had has happened since that weird Boston Yankees series in London a couple of years ago, which does seem like 10 million years ago. And I think that the, altogether the first inning took more than 50 minutes to complete. So, And then the rest of that game wasn't much cleaner. I think you talked about the score earlier. What did it end up being, 14-10? to 10. Yeah, 14-10. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, was, it, was it was a football so, score.
1: Yeah, that was ugly, ugly, ugly baseball uh, from – I mean, the Rangers are, are rough. I think they struck out, I want to say the Rangers struck out 16 times, and there was like 17 walks combined between them. So, yeah, sometimes it's pretty,
0: sometimes it ain't. Oh, it, it was just, and, and you know what's funny is that kind of actually leads into my good because I have two goods because that one pertains to what I saw on Jason Stark's article, and I thought, and it pertained to the Tigers too. So, that leads into my good, which is the first ever. In terms of what he mentioned The last over 120 opening days Just five teams had their first five hitters Of any season score run Just one of them in the last 37 opening days Five runs, five batters club So the club includes the 1908 Cincinnati Reds The 1950 Washington Senators The 1982 Milwaukee Brewers The 1983 Tigers And the 1998 Florida Marlins And then yesterday the the two teams The Royals and the Rangers So that's my good the other part of my good was the pitching duel between Ryu and Cole down the Blue Jays and Yankees game, and I'm I'm I I love watching the Blue Jays are a team to me that it's going to be an interesting team to watch in the AL. You I've always I've looked from the Blue Jays from far a because I'm a big fan of between Toronto and Montreal, but they just have really, some really good prospects in their system. I've talked about. They they have some really good pitching in the, the gentleman um, in terms of I was talking about this. I did a prospect report on Julian Merriweather, and, and I've been watching the, uh, Richardson, who they got over from the for the Mets. But looking at this matchup yesterday, Chris, I mean, this is this is an example of really good baseball, a really good pitcher's duel at its finest. Both teams just you could tell offensively there was just a bunch of strikeouts, but. Ryu and, and Cole both pitched five and one-thirds innings. Both allowed two hits. Uh, Ryu struck out five. Cole struck out eight. But the difference is Cole kind of lived dangerously a little bit. He ha- he allowed eight hard-hit balls. And then the bullpen did its work for the Yankees, unfortunately, but they just could not. They allowed that the, the, the one run, it wasn't made a difference. But the Blue Jays' bullpen came out and shut the door. Even with uh Jordan Romano kind of struggling yesterday, but Julian Mayweather hopping the gun out at 99, just everything was moving. He was just looking, he looked really good yesterday. But that was a good game to me. I thought that it was something that you in that band box of a stadium, you know, you you look at how the both teams operate, uh and it wasn't even names They hit a home run. It was Tisco Hernandez hit a home run for the Blue Jays and Gary Sanchez with a two with a two-run shot for him, but it was just a classic pitcher's duel in a band box stadium and there was some other controversy behind some of the fans there but I don't really know about yeah. it. Yeah, do you hear well, about
1: that? Yeah, and and that's why it's super good that I, I was happy that Teoscar Hernandez hit that home run because they were yelling at him what where's your green card? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what kind of horseshit is that? Yeah. Um, in home of, run, there, tough, there's man. there's my green card. It from New Yorkers, you know, like the most city on the planet, but I guess uh, opening day is a good good time for get drunk idiots uh, anywhere.
0: As someone that's heard that numerous times throughout my lifetime, I will give that guy the big, large middle finger. And then the whole, that was, I wasn't sure what was going on. And then I ended up bringing it this morning before we started the show. And I was just disgusted because I just, every time. Yeah. I, I, I can go on a long swearing tangent about it, but I'm not going to because. Yeah. Sorry. I swore, but no, 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 no. You're, you're good. No, what I mean is I can go on a really good tangent about it, but quite frankly, I just, I don't want to be negative. It's too early in the morning. It's, it's too early it's in the good, morning.
1: It's Good Friday.
0: It's Good Friday. Exactly. It's not Bad exactly. Friday. Exactly. And for all...
1: The fourth uh, Friday movie.
0: Okay. <laughs> did they make a fourth Friday movie? No, I don't think they did, but if they did, uh, 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 Good Good Friday, where everything for Ice Cube goes turns up correctly. Yeah. And for religious fans out there, there was a Passover, so everybody, with that, hopefully everybody had a good Passover, which was, I think, last weekend. But
1: at any rate... But did you say for just a second? I did you say for religious fans out there?
0: No, for think, our religious or, 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 or fans who practice religion.
1: Oh, okay, all right. I've, yeah, sorry. sorry I I should, like, I, no, I phrased that incorrectly. So no, yeah, you you did it well. <laughs> I just like um, the idea of people like, yeah, I'm just a big fan of religion. I, <laughs> you know, I uh, pick pick your pick, pick one. Baha'i, I'm into it. <laughs> oh man, so,
0: <laughs> excuse me. So our my bad is yesterday. It was one of those things like you you mentioned the stupidity a little bit, what mentioned, but also the Reds and Cardinals game, in particular the star Jack Flaherty and St. Louis is gonna need all the good. I mean, they still overcame his start, but yesterday four one through the innings, six runs, two two walks, four strikeouts, and he didn't really have it going. I know you talk about Luis Castillo, didn't have it going for Cincinnati, but they definitely needed they definitely, need, the, the St. Louis needs their, their starters to go a little deeper than that, and so I don't know. I, I it was good to see Alex Reyes go out there and throw some gas without hopefully his arm falling apart. And you know, another name that was in there, was on the mix yesterday, Carson Fulmer He's now pitching for Cincinnati. Oh,
1: yeah. So I didn't realize, yeah, I saw he got barreled up by somebody. I, I saw like the barrel tracker. I'm like, oh man, he's out there. Um, no, and there was uh, in that game, I also noticed that, uh Jonathan India was out there. I mean, that's yeah. A, Jonathan India made his major league debut. I think he yeah. got a couple hits. Yeah. Uh, well, FG, mentioned yeah. The Royals, Kyle Isbell uh, made his major league debut. I think he got three hits. Um, and then, but, but I was those, uh, Castellanos hit a home run, of course, which was uh, great, uh, <laughs> great for memes all over the place. And he also had a double, he had a really good game. And then Eugenio Suarez hit a home run, but I think he also made two errors at shortstop. They're trying to put him back to shortstop now for the first time and what, five, six years. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but it's always kind of, you know, following the reds just because of the former Tigers aspect there. Uh, but yeah, they, they, that is interesting that there were a lot of really rough outings from starting pitchers yesterday from Castillo and Flaherty to Darvish to uh, Kyle Hendricks didn't do that well for the, the Cubs. I think only you know, pitched three innings. Yeah, there is, you know, and, and it
0: was funny too, when I saw that, I saw that as soon as I saw that home run yesterday, of Castellanos, it's almost like you almost in a way you it, it, it will forever be changed because of this and
1: a faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run.
0: You can't hear a home run anymore without thinking of that now. While, yeah. Excuse me, Nick Castellanos' home run, I should say. So yeah. he ruined it for him he yeah, for him. the rest of his career. Yeah, <sighs> man. So and then my my ugly yesterday was. It, it, the reason how baseball has been handling the DH. They waited to the last minute to handle this. I, I don't understand. I, I It's making the whole labor situation worse. But Chris, let me ask you a question outside of cramming for an exam for procrastinating purposes. You think something like this would be something you would plan about and talk about for a long time, but outside of like studying for an exam or some homework assignment, how the hell do you get away with that?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know how – I mean, there's a CBA, so I would think that the most things in there are kind of set in stone. But I thought last year I don't think they agreed on the expanded playoffs until like the day before the season. And we thought the DH thing was done and over with, and then we saw that you Darvish was talking about how he doesn't want to hit, and he hopes that they're going to resolve the issue tonight. It was like, what? They're still talking about it? Yeah. It, yeah I, don't, I don't get it, and they didn't uh, probably because the t- players didn't Give up something that owners wanted, but yeah, it, it's there are things, and then you know we we joke about base, baseball being half-assed sometimes. MLB TV was not working when all the games started yesterday; it was down across the country or whatever. So people were like, "Uh, yeah." I mean, it's just you know, baseball keeps tripping over its feet uh, whenever it can, and it's a bar.
0: yeah. I, I really. I, I was noticing yesterday on Twitter when I was at the game that MLB based the the app was down. I went to go check at the ballpark and sure as heck it wasn't working. And so, yeah, it, I don't know. Even the one, one of the things that I don't understand about that is, is that the logic, even when they try to come up with an excuse, it doesn't it, they're like, OK, you're just trying to cover something up with a really lame excuse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People See yeah. through that stuff. So. Uh, one last piece of item before we get out of here, because I know, uh, by the way, if you haven't checked out the Baseball Judgment podcast, we put the YouTube link on our description. So if you check it out there, the reason why we haven't posted audio was honestly with I know it's going to go on Mark's feed and I know it's going to go on Brandon's feed. So plus, there's a couple times that Brandon dropped some swear words. And so I know that our our, our listeners to uh, pr- were pretty good about like, you know, you said the word Brandon. Brandon, I mean, I know I know you swore earlier,
1: but the people are pretty cool about, about that. that. You do it. No, you're good. I the feel like horse bleep oh. isn't even a swear. No, horse bleep it's, is it's not a swear word. word. The occasional of, swear word is fine. It was one of Jim Leland's, like, three most used words, and I feel it. like... Horse yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. But um, also, just because with we're still working on trying to get your audio, and I know one thing, the biggest thing about our fa- our fans... Of the mm-hmm. podcast, they are not afraid to go. You know what, guys? You need to get better audio. I know mean, there's a gentleman in Toledo uh that was, I think he's in Annapolis now, that talks about that all the time. So we yeah, just- it,
1: You know, it's you. You this is our, it's totally operator error because you hooked me up with, uh, a nice microphone and stuff, but I did something wrong, and so now I'm just doing it straight through because I don't have a, a webcam on my PC. I'm using my work laptop. I'm just doing it straight through the work laptop speakers. So, if it sounds awful, that's why I was trying to do it with this microphone too. But I don't know. I think I might just need to get like a USB like headset, like I'm a gamer, and and use that. But, or, uh, you know, figure it out. But yeah, Yeah, I apologize if the sound sucks. My fault.
0: We got to figure it out. I'll I'll have to come over there and sit down and figure that out. But uh, one last piece of podcast news in a little bit. It broke as we were about to record, which is always, again, the content folks always catch us there on that. And also, you know, another random note by the way, Tim Melville, because this is coming kind of to do with Toledo, the former Mudhead pitched a no-hitter for down in the CPBL, which is the Chinese is the, um what's the exact it's a it's a it's a, Chinese, it's a Chinese league, correct?
1: Uh yeah, I don't know. It that sounds about right. I I it was not, not a good. league I was familiar with.
0: I believe it's in Taiwan. I believe it. Yeah. I think it's Taiwan. And yeah, he was also, he, he pitched for the Rockies and what have you. So we have, do have a baseball card feature we get to in a second, but I wanted to, so Toledo announcing their alternate site roster. The Tigers did as they are going to have, one name was absent from there was Matt Manning, but the staff that's going to be out there, Dan Hubbs is going to be right out there among the players. It's good to see him. Good to see that name come up there. So the roster is going to be Nolan Blackwood. Bo Bo Burrows, Drew Carlton, Ethan DeCaster, Miguel DePozo, Jason Foley, Funkhauser, Drew Hutchinson, Emines, Ian Kroll, Alex Lange, Andrew Moore, which is a minor league free agent. They signed uh, Vladimir Pinto, Ernesto Ramirez, Robbie Ross, and Logan Shore. Your catching crew is Jake Rogers, Eric Haas, and Dustin Garneau. And then your infield, and then we talked about this in the minor league podcast, which is also, they'll be dropping today. Cody Clemens, Ronaldo Nunez, which is no surprise. Uh, Isak Paredes, Danny Pinero, Brady Pelocelli, uh, Arian Rodriguez, which I also talked about to too, Zach Short, and then the outfield is pretty much what we called it on. Daz Cameron, Derek Hill, Jacob Robson, and Danny Woodrow. And then they also announced also the minor league spring training roster, which is 142 names, but no si- As of yet, they're having to sign where who's going where, but you could tell based off their 2019, er, 2019 assignment. And there are some names, Chris, on this list that are absent. So. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to check out who,
1: but I'm looking at the 144 players now and uh, yeah, it's just too much for me to go through right now. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the big one for Toledo was Matt Manning, not being there. We were trying to figure out what, what that's all about. If I think that part of it is, you know, he had the arm injury last year. They didn't really let him go more than two innings in any outing and spring training this year. I think they're still probably being kind of careful with his innings and Maybe I mean they're hoping that he wants to come up, or they can bring him up at some point this year. Uh, so maybe they don't want to waste innings in these kind of alternate site scrimmages against other teams or against each other. But it is kind of interesting. And, and AJ Hinch was not um, shy about saying Matt Manning still has some things to work on. They still he still has a lot to work on before he's ready to go. So. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see where he ends up getting placed. because I would think that this is basically the one you, you wrote, uh, broke down is basically the Toledo roster once the season starts. I, I don't know how many players are on that, but uh, that sounds about right to me for the, the guys you listed. I mean, I, I don't know if they'll carry three catchers. I think one of those guys might go down to Erie or like Garneau might just move on but
0: yeah i mean david McKay, david mckay has not been assigned and david mckay is actually on the on the minor league spring training roster he could sure. be he could be closing the eerie
1: yeah it's also it's with covid and everything True. else it's so hard to know anything about anything right now uh, right and we you know when we were doing the minor league podcast we we're like yeah the toledo outfield will be uh you know Derek Hill in center dash cameron in right and Kristen stewart and left and the next day they designated Kristen Stewart for assignment. We didn't touch on that. Uh, it's not a huge shock to us, but it still does come. I don't know. It might surprise some Tigers fans. I think a lot of Tigers fans, at least on Twitter, were really kind of mean about it. They're like, ah, finally, good, get rid of this guy. And it's like, oh, geez, you know, he, he didn't perform, but it wasn't like he was a you know jerk or anything like that. But it's just the way it goes. You know, he, he didn't. Like you, you mentioned in the minor league uh, show that he was one of the first cuts. In spring training, and that was kind of the writing was on the wall there. You know, it's just so I don't know. I, I expect somebody to claim him just because of the raw power, but I do wonder if the Tigers because they waited forever. I mean, that was basically they made the announcement yesterday morning, right?
0: I was yeah, if that's right. Have, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh,
1: that's correct. Yeah, they like him and want to keep him. And we're hoping by waiting until opening day that every other team would already have a complete 40 man and they could slip him through waivers, but. I think somebody will claim him just based on who else has been claimed this off season. So that's probably it for Tiger or for Christian Stewart and the Tigers organization, which is a bummer because he was he was a borderline top 100 prospect for a couple years there in the minors. This guy who, who hit for a lot of power and got on base, uh, but yeah, I mean we talked his defense is, is is substandard and he just didn't hit in the majors. And he's a guy he was one of those people who who just needed to hit to work. Uh, kind of one of. My fears about Spitzel Torkelson, not not that he's going to flame out like Kristen Stewart, but it's another example where he just has to hit a ton to be a valuable player, and Stewart didn't hit, and there was nothing else for him to fall back on. So, so that's a shame. Yeah, and I'll dig into that 140 players or whatever, but uh, you know, I'm yeah, sure there'll be people yeah. that are, aren't there that I don't notice because I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of all 180 players in the minor leagues uh, in 2019, plus all the... Non-drafted free agents they signed and that stuff, but yeah. So I don't know. Does that answer the question? Yeah, no that, no. that that <laughs> well, that's the question.
0: I mean, in terms of um, it's one of those things where they're talking about Christian Stewart's swing mechanics changed a little bit. I didn't really notice anything different, quite frankly. And it's just it's and it's again. I know that we we talked about his defense. We've we've. it's it's an unfortunate situation because it's a first round draft pick and it's
1: just another. I mean, that's, yeah, he was the compensation pick they got from Max Scherzer. So
0: yeah. Meanwhile, Max Scherzer is going to go on and have a Hall of Fame career and we're stuck with a big, what if with Christian Stewart and we'll have to maybe in another podcast. We'll talk about those draft picks beforehand or that were around then that worked out Mm -hmm. better, but, for the most part, when you when you at the time it made sense. I mean, when he was drafted. He was very. I mean, the SEC has always been good with those kind of. But the Tigers should stay away from the University of Tennessee. See AJ Simcox. See Steve Searcy. I can go on and on with minor league no, examples. I mean,
1: we like we like Lipsis. Yeah, but, we do. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's um, you know, any school is going to produce a bunch of bums eventually, just because it's the, the horrible nature of the game is that you have to keep getting better. At every level, or else you get left behind.
0: Yeah, I mean LSU. LSU is not
1: always going to produce top quality either. So well, there there's go. only so many Mikey Matuchs and uh Cade Civex in the world. Or oh, Warren Morris's Warren Morris. There you go. One of the yeah. greatest home runs in college baseball history.
0: Yeah, he was here for 2003 Tigers, and that was it. He was gone out of baseball too. But either way, you know, it's to end the podcast. Those we'll be breaking those down here on the Minor League Report as well. So. But for everybody out there, thanks so much for listening. Enjoying the off day as the Tigers will take on the Indians on, or excuse me, the Cleveland baseball team on Saturday and Sunday. So probably expect a recap probably early in the middle of next week. Check out our great content over at motorcitybangles.com. Check out the minor league podcast as well with a lot of really disclaimers because we have no earthly idea speculation-wise because there's all these 442 names that have to go somewhere. So I'll have the Lakeland to consider. You still have West Michigan to consider. But Toledo should be sacked. I think Toledo is going to be a very good offensive team to watch this year. And tickets went on sale for the alternate site, I believe, this morning. So as of as a recording right now. So the first game is on April 8th. Jake and I, Jake's talking about going down there. And so there's a bunch of texts I got to answer from Jake and Chipman about that. So so hopefully we'll see some people down there. And until then, we're we'll back. Like I said, probably the two shows a week. We're still going to figure out that that out, but like I said, if you want to check out the Baseball and Judgment podcast with Brandon Day, Keen Carter from Tiger Minor League, Tracker, myself and Chris, and Mark Urash, go to our YouTube channel, and it's there, and i will be a post in the link description as well. We'll see you next time.
1: Get off our show!